Amen. Feel free to be seated, church family. And would you turn in your Bible to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, where we have recorded a part of the Christmas story. And the theme, the theme is the beauty of Christmas. That's our theme in this brief series, the beauty of Christmas. Matthew 1, verse 18 says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. In the first truth in last week's message, I shared with you this, this beautiful truth, and that is Christmas is beautiful because Christmas reminds us that God can use ordinary people like you and me for a special purpose. God used a young woman, an ordinary young lady by the name of Mary for this incredible, very, very, very special purpose, of course, of giving birth to the Son of God, Jesus, God Almighty, come to earth in the person of Jesus. And last week we shared briefly of how the Lord is able to use you and you and you and you dear folks up in the balcony and you dear radio listeners the Lord is able to use each one of us in a very special way. It's not going to be the same way as Mary was used, but look at yourself. Think about the gifts, the graces, the abilities God has given you. And God wants to use each one of us in different ways for his purposes, to be a blessing, to be a blessing to others, to bring honor and glory to Jesus. So may the Lord use all of us in this Christmas season Whatever talents we have, whatever, whatever offerings we bring to the Lord, may the Lord use us. Amen? There's a second truth I want to direct your attention to, and it is this. Number two, for those of you taking notes, Christmas is beautiful because Christmas, Christmas helps us to believe that what seems impossible to us can become possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we see that it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that Mary became with child. In verse 18, we read, we read, uh, before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. The birth of Jesus was a miracle. 
It, it was an impossibility, but God Almighty made it a possibility, and as the Bible verse says, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. There are many times in your life and mine when we think we're going through a situation that seems, and to us, is impossible. But when you and I think of Mary, and we think of the Christmas story, may you and I be inspired to believe that with God, all things are possible. What is impossible, or what seems impossible in your life at this present time? Is there a health problem that seems impossible to overcome? Is there a family issue, a family issue with a son or a daughter, some other relative, some other family member that seems overwhelming? Is there a work issue, is there a work matter that is troubling you, that is hard to deal with, that just really is a, is a pain, a big pain, and just has sometimes felt overwhelming for you. It seems impossible. Is there a financial crisis, a financial issue that you are wrestling with that seems overwhelming and too much to handle? Is there an addiction? Is there an addiction that you are wrestling with which for whatever reasons you haven't been able to overcome, you've been battling it, you've been fighting it, and you want to be victorious, and it seems impossible? Is there a court situation that you are facing or will be facing in the new year, and you know, you know that you were innocent, you know that whatever happened is not your fault, it wasn't, what, it wasn't something that you caused? My friends, as you think of whatever impossible situation might be, might be going on in your life. Think of Mary. Think of Mary and the Bible verse, verse 18, that says she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And look to the Lord and say, Lord, I have faith, I have faith that through the power of your Holy Spirit, I can be and I will be and we will be victorious over this obstacle. We'll be victorious over this challenge. We'll be victorious over this painful situation. Amen? Amen. There's a third beautiful truth I want us to think upon, and it is this. Why don't you read it with me from the big screen? Read it out loud. Christmas is beautiful because Christmas inspires us to show love, compassion, and sensitivity even when we have been hurt. Even when we have been hurt. Think about this. Think about it. Joseph would have been very hurt. Very hurt to discover that his fiancée, Mary, was pregnant. He knew he had not been intimate with Mary, and so it would have been easy. It would have been easy for him to think that she had been unfaithful to him, even before marriage, and he would have probably been angry. Most, most men would have been angry in that situation. And yet, yet he showed love, compassion, and sensitivity to Mary. He showed love, compassion, and sensitivity. And now it is true, it is true that... Um, that in the chapter here, verse 19 says, Joseph, 
Her fiancé was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. It is true that he was going to, he was going to go his separate ways with her, but, but he was still sensitive and compassionate and did not want to bring disgrace upon her. So however he was going to part company with her, he was showing this love and compassion. And as I think of Joseph, I'm inspired, and I hope you are inspired. No matter what situation you, you are going through, to whom? To whom might you show love and compassion and sensitivity? Whatever circumstances you find yourself, is there someone, is there a situation that you, you, you could bring a lot of hurt, you could bring a lot of damage, you could bring a lot of, a lot of um, extra heartache, but instead, you can choose. You can choose to show this kind of a spirit, this kind of love and compassion and sensitivity that Joseph showed. I want to encourage you today, those of you here in the sanctuary, those of you listening by radio and the internet, choose to go Joseph's way, would you? Amen? And then here's a fourth truth I want to encourage you to think with me upon. It is this. Christmas is beautiful because Christmas encourages us. Read it with me from the big screen. Christmas encourages us to be open to God's guidance in our lives. To be open to God's guidance in our lives. I want you to see how Joseph was open in verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your to do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Obviously here we see that Joseph, Joseph was open to God's guidance. He was open. And I want to encourage all of us, all of us as well, to be like Joseph, to be open to the Lord's guidance. To Joseph, the Lord gave him some guidance in a very unique way, in a very special way. And sometimes the Lord works in a mysterious way as he worked with Joseph. Other times the Lord works in terms of giving us guidance through, through the reading of God's word. Other occasions he works through some guidance and advice from, a, from a, a mother, a father, a grandparent, a family member, a friend, a pastor, a youth minister. Sometimes the Lord gives us guidance through, uh, through some special reading that we just happen to come across. And the Lord, the Lord other times gives us guidance through an internal, an internal impression that he communicates to us. And then there are some times when the Lord speaks some unique words to us in a, in a wonderful situation. But I just want to say to you, whatever you, you're, you're involved in, wherever you find yourself these days, I encourage you, I encourage you to say, Lord, I seek your guidance. I seek your guidance. Young people, those of you who are looking ahead, 
looking ahead to eventually graduating, maybe this year or next, graduating from high school, look to the Lord's guidance. Look for his direction and say, Lord, give me guidance. Give me, give me direction as to what path you want my life to take. Help me, Lord, to, to determine what courses I should take in college, in university, what career path I should follow. Lord, help me to discover more and more my gifts, my talents, my inclinations. And Lord, I want to serve you well and to follow your guidance. Amen? Amen? And here's a beautiful fifth truth. Christmas, read it out loud. Christmas is beautiful because we discover that Jesus was born to save us from the consequences of our sins. And this, of course, comes right out of verse 21. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Jesus was born in a manger. He came to earth in a very simple, simple manger. But he came for a very great reason, a very great cause. And as verse 21 says, it was to save us, to save his people from our sins. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But Jesus came and paid the full price for our sins. He died on the cross of Calvary, and in so doing, he paid the price for your sins and yours and yours and yours and mine. And so now you and I have the privilege of asking God Almighty to forgive us of our sins to forgive us because Jesus has paid the full price for our sins. Have you asked, have you asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins? I encourage you today to seek his forgiveness. As our choir shares this beautiful presentation, it may be that before the choir comes or while the choir is singing or after the choir sings, it may be that you will want to bow your head, whether it's right where you're seated, or you may want to come to this altar. You may want to bow your knee or stand around this altar and say, Lord, on this beautiful Sunday, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. And on this Sunday, Lord, I dedicate my life to you. I give myself to you. And I want to be a true follower of Jesus. I want to be devoted, dedicated to Jesus the Christ, born in a manger, but grew up to pay the price for our sins. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you for coming into this world in the person of Jesus. Thank you for coming to pay the price for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for giving us victory over sin and the promise of heaven. We're so thankful to know that through faith and trust in Jesus, we're adopted into your family, we receive your spirit, and we receive the promise of heaven. Unto you, O Lord, be all honor, glory, and praise. 
And may you help each one of us to come to that point of beginning to trust in Jesus as our Savior and Lord. And now, may you bless, Lord, may you bless each listener through the choir, through this beautiful presentation. And may our hearts be open to your message through the choir, through the words and the music. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. And our presentation, but you will hear excerpts from it on the radio. And we just want to thank all of you for sharing in this time here in the sanctuary with us and for our radio listeners and internet listeners sharing with us. Praise be to God. Let's stand and sing this beautiful Christmas carol as the choir comes. Something's. Uh, um, we we need we need to get the um, the other carol. Somehow the wrong carol was inserted there. All right. All right. Angels, we have heard on high.
and choir, welcome. Would you give them a welcome? Just before we start, I want to take a moment. Oh, you may be seated. <laughs> I want to take a moment and um, I just want to remember a choir member who has been a blessing to each one of us. Um, Andrew Chander Paul, for as long as I can remember a choir at Rosewood. Andrew has been a, a blessed member of this choir, and we, we, we will always remember him and the joyful spirit with which he contributed to every single choir presentation and singing solos. And, and every time he would sing, it was just so important to him that, that you would be blessed by what he sang. And uh, we always were. And... Uh, so we wanted to just take a moment and remember Andrew and dedicate this cantata to him. To him. Um, as we have been practicing over the last few months and learning out this cantata, um, we have been blessed as choir members by the words, by the messages of these songs. And um, Olivia will sing today. And, and she will, one of the, one of, in one of the verses she'll sing, she'll say, you can know him, this Prince of Peace. In light of mercy, lay your burdens at Jesus' feet and confess your sins. It's not exactly how she's going to sing it, but that is the whole point. That in, in, As we move through this season of Advent and as we prepare our hearts for, to remember the coming of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, Messiah, our Savior with us, that he is this God who created everything but he's come as our savior and we can know him. And so please listen to the words, be blessed. And, and, um, and, and we pray that this morning you will just be drawn to the place where you can lay your burdens at Jesus' feet. And the only response we can have to that is then to in gladness sing. <laughs> 